because we have a mandate from God. We have a mission from God to go and not just um, cloister together with those who think like us. We have a mandate from God to go and build bridges to the world in order to, as I said at the end of the sermon, extend an olive branch to people who are outside of the walls of the church, outside of being with Christ, and encourage them to come over and be united around this great truth of the gospel and to be reconciled to God. Hey, welcome to Whitefields Community Church Sermon Extra. Great to have you with us once again this week. And uh, we are in a brand new series. I'm here with Pastor Nick, Pastor Whitefields Community Church. And uh, yeah, we're in 1 Corinthians and we're starting a new series called Grace and Truth. And so if you missed uh, Sunday Sermon, uh, get over there, whitefieldschurch.com. You can download it. And it's, of course, on all our all your favorite streaming platforms. And if you would, you know, just write, uh, rate and review and give us thumbs up, subscribe, do all of those things. It certainly helps us just with all the algorithms and everything, getting this content out and getting people involved. And this is a great book, a great uh, theme to get involved in. We're just at the beginning, so invite some friends and say, hey, we just started this book, and it's First uh, Corinthians, and we're going to look at it verse by verse, chapter by chapter, and... Uh, series called Grace and Truth. And uh, so we were in the first 18 verses of of this book uh, this week, and the title of the message was United by Our Higher Calling. And just to start out, you know, I just wanted to look at that particular, the, the title itself, and just how important it is for us today as Christians uh, to take that to heart, that we are united by our higher calling, to, to, you know, depend, you know, it doesn't matter what we're dealing with you know, here on the surface of this planet and all the division that's happening uh, around the world, we have a mandate scripturally to be united by our higher calling. So we just wanted to take a look at that. Yeah, I think that, you know, as I said on Sunday, but we live in a really divisive time. Uh, and th- there's so many things that divide us, so many opinions and, um, and so many media outlets. You know, I didn't go into this, but I was thinking about it is that you can even follow the media that's existed over the last hundred years and look at how it actually furthers the fragmentation of our society. And of course, as Christians, we're not immune from those forces of, of culture and society that we live in. So, for example, uh, I heard this thing about MASH. Do you remember MASH was this TV show oh, yeah. in the 80s? Uh, it was before my time, but I, I know that, uh, or in the 70s maybe. But uh, yeah, before my time. But here's what I heard. Back in the day, there were only like three major TV networks, right? Before cable and all that. And so what happened is that when MASH had its uh, finale, they were worried about public work systems failing because so many people were watching the same thing at the same time. And when there was a commercial break, everybody would go to the bathroom at the same time. And they were worried that in New York City, the plumbing was not going to be able to survive everybody in the city going to the bathroom at the same time and flushing the toilet. And so, like, but what that means is that everybody watched the news channels. There were three news channels and those news channels had to kind of serve people who had different viewpoints. So they, they would kind of, you know, try to be objective, etc. And what happened then with the proliferation of cable and now of course with the internet uh, changing everything is that um, basically there's a niche uh, 
stream for everything that you might think or do, right? And so in other words, um, and in some ways that's good. We can get more information. We can get um, more specific information, things like that, more directed content. But in many ways, it just furthers the fragmentation of our society. That people who are already inclined in certain ways gather together and they never hear from anybody on the other side, right? We talk about echo chambers that exist in social media, etc. And we as Christians need to be really cautious about this because we have a mandate from God. We have a mission from God to go and not just... Um, cloister together with those who think like us, we have a mandate from God to go and build bridges to the world in order to, as I said at the end of the sermon, extend an olive branch to people who are outside of the walls of the church, outside of being with Christ, and encourage them to come over and be united around this great truth of the gospel and to be reconciled to God. And having that um, mandate and mission really directs our lives when we really take it to heart. You know, should I do this or should I do that? Should I say this or should I say that? Should I express my opinion on this topic and, and argue this point or should I not with these people how do I know? What's my guideline? What's, what gives me direction in what I should do and how I should act and what I, how I should spend my money, how I should live? And this is a very clear answer. We have a mission from God and our mission drives our decisions and we need it to, right? Because as Paul's going to say later in 1 Corinthians, many things are permissible for me, but not everything is helpful. And the question is, if I'm a person on a mission, is this helpful towards that mission? And, um, and that mission isn't just to reach people who are outside of Christ. It's also to build up those who are in the body. And, the, you know, what a sad thing when the, when the body of Christ is fragmented. And Paul looks at this and says, no, the church here in Corinth is being ripped apart by these unnecessary divisions. Right? How do we know what's an unnecessary, what's a necessary? Well, again, we go back to our mission, our calling from Jesus. And that makes it very clear which divisions are necessary and which are not. Yeah, no, it seems to be a very opportune time for us to be studying this book and looking at the, the themes that Paul is going to draw out because they're going to, every week, they're just going to speak to our hearts. And yeah, it's going to be who of us to reach. It's a good, good title to start out the, the message because it kind of sets a tone for the entire book. We have a higher calling. If we're going to consume media, let it be the media of the Bible. <laughs> let it be the word of God. Let that you know, uh, permeate our thoughts and, and our our time and let, let everything else that comes through those other outlets come through the filter of Scripture. So, yeah, we have a higher calling. Now, when we talk about the First and Second Corinthians, you know, these are not the only letters that Paul wrote. He actually references other letters that he does that, that we, we don't, you know, we don't have access to. So the question arises, how did... First and Second Corinthians, out of the four letters that we know of that Paul wrote, how did First and Second Corinthians become holy scripture, become part of the canon? Yeah, and and to be clear and honest, there were probably other letters that were written by Paul to friends, to churches, different correspondence that took place, and clearly not everything that was written by the apostles or by Paul himself was considered scripture. And in my opinion, that's a, that's a good and comforting thing. It means that when we read the um, New Testament, we're not just reading whatever the apostles thought because just basically all of their opinions were considered to be, you know, holy or whatever. Um, rather, here's what we have. And, um, what the reason these letters are included in the Bible 
and perhaps those other two letters that we know existed at some time have been lost to history and are not included in the Bible. Here, here's one thing to remember. Those letters could have been included in the Bible at that time. It's not that they were lost and the reason we don't have them in the Bible is because they were lost. No, the reason they were lost is because they had a, those letters and they said, you know what, these are not scripture in the same way that these other two letters are scripture. So how did they determine that? Well, it comes down to one simple thing, and that is, well, two simple things, uh, doctrine and authority. Doctrine and authority is what it comes down to. In these letters, Paul is expounding doctrine, and he's doing it with the authority of an apostle of Jesus Christ, right? And he makes that clear throughout the letter. He's kind of pulling rank in a few cases. Uh, in, in some cases, like in 2 Corinthians particularly, he almost feels kind of uh, squeamish about pulling rank. He says, I hate to do this, but I have to do it because this is the time for it. But just to remind you guys, I'm an apostle and here's what God says. Now, when he's giving this doctrine, keep in mind, this isn't just Paul saying, here's what I think and therefore it's doctrine. No, he's expounding on things from the Old Testament scriptures applying them through Jesus. He's taking the teachings of Jesus in some case, applying them to the Corinthians. And so that's an important point too. It isn't just that this one guy, his opinions are counted as scripture. No, no, no. This is the inspiration of God, but it's also taking what's already been taught and handed down. And now he's applying it to the situations that the Corinthians are facing. So authority and doctrine, those two things are what caused these letters to be included and not the others. Yeah, no, that's, that, I think that's a good explanation. Um, yeah, it is, it's interesting to, to think about that. There's so many letters that were written from the, from the different apostles of the different churches and then the ones that come to us in Scripture, but how it all kind of fits together. And uh, no, that's, that's a great explanation. And so, you know, as we go on through these books, um, through this book of 1 Corinthians, uh, my challenge to you is that as we each week is just read through the entire book. That's what I'm going to be doing mm -hmm. as we go through this. Just each week, read through the entire book of 1 Corinthians. So as you get to these sermon extras or as you listen to the, the sermon on Sunday, you know, it's not like, oh, no surprises there. You know, you'll be able to think through and think deeper as as uh, Pastor Nick expounds the word. And, and it's just a great way of just to, the word to get into you and, and to become part part of you. And uh, so that's just my challenge to you and exhortation to use as we go through, as we begin this. Just every week, just take some time to read through the entire, it's not a very long letter. Read through the entire letter and you'll just see how much you grow. Is. And then as we look at each chapter and each verse, and we look at some of the major themes that are going to come out throughout this book that they're just going to really sink in uh, really deep. So again, if you missed our sermon, uh, uh, whitefieldschurch.com, get over there. Uh, you can find it on YouTube. It's up there uh, for you to watch and on Facebook as well. And we look forward to going through this series together, Grace and Truth, and we'll see you next week. God bless.